Hey guys, welcome to the Job Pod by Begin and Discover. Thanks again for tuning in. My name's Sam Winwood. Uh, in this episode, we talk to George Verdon, who is an awesome dude, currently an assistant producer at a company called Wall to Wall. And basically, he shoots nature documentaries. It's pretty cool. He gets to travel the world uh, doing stuff that he really loves and enjoys. So if you have an interest in production, uh, getting out there and you know getting your hands dirty, etc., organising, this is definitely the podcast for you. Uh, We go into lots of depth about why he enjoys it, etc. and and his story into it, because it's uh, it's not the typical way in. Uh, So yes, please enjoy and let us know if you've got any questions. Thanks. Hello, George. <laughs> How are Hello. you? Good morning. All right. You good? Is it yeah. the morning? I, I, I don't know these days. Tell, so, Sunday. I just, just so for the listeners, um, can you just give us a, a quick run through of your job in TV in a nutshell? What goes on behind the scenes? Uh, so, I end up being kind of. So, an assistant producer typically is kind of. Um, they bridge the gap between the editorial and the production side of things. So what's editorial and production? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, right. So in, t- in TV, and especially in sort of documentary and things like that, you've got two halves, essentially. Okay. You've got production, yep. who are in charge of like logistics mm-hmm. and you know, actually getting anything practically done. Yeah. And editorial, who sit in a small room and write the scripts and go, we should film in the desert in somewhere... Which makes the production team go, okay, let's start getting desert desert ah. gear and whatever. Okay. Oh, fair enough. That's really interesting. Yeah, so what's the structure of the teams then? Uh, so on the editorial side, you've got... Uh, so on the bottom, you know, you start with researchers. What's then, a researcher do? So the researcher, they'll look around for like story ideas. They'll get in touch with the kind of characters. So let, let's say it's like a story about a particular science project. Yeah you know, you'd get in touch with the lead scientist and oh. sort of, you know, explain the show to them and say, oh, do you want to film with us? Yeah, it's going to be great. You know, you sort of fill them in. But you also try and find out more about their research and, like, try and understand. Yeah. So you have to find the story, understand the story, and kind of... um, uh, And you almost pitch it to the rest of your team mm-hmm. kind of thing. Okay. At which point, you then, you know, the assistant producer will start to become involved which is the next kind of the next level up. Yeah. So the assistant producer is the one who will go, okay, so this is the story and this is like the interest, you know, this is the the science behind it. But also what we, you know, what we now have to do is figure out how to go there, how to film it, how to whatever. Yeah. So the assistant producer will start going, okay, it's in the jungle. So what kit do you need? Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's what cameras do you need to get the specialist shots? They'll start figuring that kind of thing out in conjunction with production, which I'll yeah. get to in a minute. Cool. Um, all of this is fed in through the director or the producer-director, yep. uh, who's often the same person, which is the top of the thing. So the director will, you know, the researcher will tell them what the story's about and tell them yep. the science. The director then boils that down to a script that, like, really clearly yep. uh, explains it. Yep. But also, and then the script dictates what you're actually filming, mm. because... If you know you need an underwater, if 
yeah, if you know you need an underwater scene for the script, then the assistant producer then goes, okay, we need underwater kit, and you know, and, and you pass it on to production. So on the other side, so that's more or less editorial. I mean, that there's a few levels up above that sort of series producer, but you know, yeah, that we'll save that for another time. <laughs> um, on the production side, you basically have you know production secretaries, production coordinators, and production managers is pretty much the three. Yeah, or you'll have maybe sort of production supervisor or something like that. Okay. But it's, it's generally that kind of thing, and that's you know production manager. You'll have one production manager on the the team who will be you know, kind of managing the, the whole production. But it'll be, um, between them, they'll do things like, you know, they'll organise hotels, they'll organise kit, they'll organise logistics, they'll make sure that you get flights out there at the right yeah. time. They'll cool. make sure that all the customs are sorted, everything like that, so that you can actually get on location with everything you need, alive, intact, well-fed, and ready to do your thing. Mm. Um, Blimey. Yeah. So is this... Specifically for documentaries too, uh, that style is yeah. I imagine quite typical of documentary. I mean, I've worked in a few, and it's been it's been like that, that. The reason I ask that is, are there constants for like a production team and an editorial team? Is this the same in all TV? Uh, it's not totally unusual, but the thing that's more consistent is production because uh, I know production people who've worked on sort of drama and feature films. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately logistics are logistics like you know yeah. you're not going to a, a crew's going to need or you know setting up a, a, a hotels for eight crew and hiring in three different cameras yeah is more or less the same whatever you're filming yeah whereas editorial tend to specialize a bit more okay. so you'll have like you know someone who spent 10 years as a science director yeah, will probably not go and do a drama series. Probably <laughs> they might. Do. I was going to ask about how, like, you know, do they specialize in certain areas for like, like music or, you know, finance mm. or banking or you know something like that, nature, science, etc. Yeah, a lot of the time, yeah, um, because at the really top end, it's all about sort of, you know the little nuance and the sort of yeah. creative. Uh, just that little bit of creative flair, which mm. you know, if you were to shoot like. Imagine trying to shoot um, Big Brother like a nature documentary. I mean, that would be fantastic. I'd watch the crap out of that. But like, but you know, just sort of slow mo. What would be people. your chosen animal to watch? <laughs> yeah, just like a family of gorillas. Like <laughs> Gorilla One is yeah. in the Big Brother house, yeah. chewing on a banana. <laughs> Yeah, I no, I don't know. It would be um, hit on something there. <laughs> yeah, I think that would actually be good. God damn it, I keep coming out with these things. Uh, but no, so that that's kind of the um, you know. So you do tend to specialise within that. I think. Yeah. Great. So why do you like it? Um, I like it because it's really varied. I mean, I don't know. In the last. Yeah, what have you been up to? Tell me the yeah. last kind of year. Well, the, the last like year, year I've I've been like... filming in like mm, I think six or seven countries. We were in like I've been in two deserts, a jungle, the Arctic, um, and in America, <laughs> which is sort of a, a how did you get in there? A wasteland of its own, uh, of its own. Uh, it's a wonderful, gorgeous wasteland. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I put on so much weight. <laughs> um, but no, so it's kind of you know, but it's so varied. I mean, you know, in the jungle, I was like filming underwater with fish, and the moment, but then back in the office, I spend my time. Sort of, you know, either finding science stories or rigging up electrical props or 
yeah. trying to decide what kit list we need or trying to figure, you know, writing out like risk assessments mm. or trying to work out what training we need or so going. Varied, like, it's so varied. It's so varied. I wrote an email to the head of the Russian head of the Russian space program the other day, and then immediately followed it with with just like writing about mushrooms. <laughs> it's, I mean, what, what the hell kind of job can you have where that's like your day to day? Wow. It, and that's what you, I love about so it. your street as well. Ah, it, oh, yeah, it's it's good fun. God, and each little bit is inter- it's so different, and all of it's yeah. interesting. Um, wow. So yeah, that's what I. I wonder what it'd be it. like working for like, a music production company for films and TV. Sort of, for example, would, it, would so music be, videos and things. Well, or? no, so so making documentaries on musicians. Like, would they have ah, to okay. go out, go out and do research on like Jimi Hendrix or? You know, Jimmy Page or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think a lot of the time you would. You'd, you'd. Um, if, if I, I mean, I'm, I've not worked on that sort of thing, but so they do exist, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you'd do something like you know, you'd maybe spend weeks looking through all the archive oh. footage. You'd watch every single concert. You'd watch the yeah. footage of them at home. You'd watch their mm. home videos. You'd reach out to people who knew them and say, "Oh, have you got anything about them? Can you tell me about them?" You'd talk. You know, you'd you'd read around. You'd ask around. You'd get as much as you can. Because I feel like if if you know school leavers or grads were just super passionate about one particular yeah. thing like sport or music or banking, but they didn't actually want to go. I don't know. Banking is mm. a bit of a weird one, but like you, for example, with nature and mm. uh, you know science, etc. That just sounds right up your street. But if yeah. you weren't good enough to be a professional sportsman or <laughs> weren't confident in, in music, for example, because being in that industry, yeah. this sounds like a really interesting... Yeah, position. exactly. And you, you get to be... You kind of... You get to be involved and you get to be in that world and kind of sinking yourself in it day by day Yeah. without having to be... I mean, because, you know, you can be a talented guitar... Or Personally, I'm a huge music geek, but I have, like, uh, distinctly medium musical ability and I haven't played anything in ages. And yet, I'll sit there and I'll like, you know, I love like analyzing an album or really getting into something. Yeah. And, but I can't, I could never be a musician, mm. but working in like a, you know, a documentary on music suddenly means that you can be that deep into it. Yeah. You can geek out, you can go yeah. all the way in. That's really interesting. I think that's hit, hit upon a really good point. So, how, yeah. So, um, how did you hear about this job? How did it all fall into place? I was actually, um, I mean, just in a broader sense, I, I didn't, I didn't know that you could that this job even existed. I, I, I always thought it was, you know, you had to be either David Attenborough or the guy behind the camera filming him, and that's it. Or study I thought it was, like, well, yeah, or study like film and you know yeah. be a photographer and go down that route. Um, but it's and not necessarily the way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know sort of camera operators who have studied photography, but I also know camera operator who studied philosophy i mean it's sort of you know it's and and they're both really damn good camera From operators philosophy to photography yeah um it's hilarious it just goes off on one about theory of knowledge but um <laughs> but i know I, I mean it's sort of there's so much more to it that, yeah. that there is you know for everyone i mean the camera operator is there for a week whereas the production t- or you know the team behind it the editorial team are there for months yeah just just to make that week with the cameraman happen. Mm. Um, because, you know, you've got to know what you're filming, you've got to be filming it for a reason, cool. you can't just show up and point a camera at stuff. Okay, great. So how did you get your first gig? Uh, so I actually, when, when I found out this job existed at all and decided to get into it, because it sounded amazing, um, I actually, so I'd been working at the Natural History Museum before and someone I'd worked with there 
just happened to know someone, you know, in who I think ha- or had a <laughs> had a TV production company, which is always nice and helpful. <laughs> it was tiny. I mean, it was like five of us, but um, but it, you know, I'd, I'd been trying. I'd been trying at the BBC. I'd been trying. Ever. I'd applied for fifty different things. Wow. And I was talking to just everyone, saying, "Oh, you know, I'm really looking to get into this. I'm really interested in that." Um, I've done a little bit, you know, in my spare time, just to kind of get my head around it. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to make my own things, so sort of. Oh, cool! I think I I actually made a sort of short documentary on plants because they can't run away, so they're really easy to film. So, uh, but it means it forces you to like learn how to use a camera, how mm-hmm. to like edit, how to structure the whole thing so that it makes any sense. Yeah. So you start you start getting your head around it, and I've been doing this as well as like you know applying for things and looking around. Yeah. And finally, like I mentioned it to someone, and she went, "Oh, actually, I know a guy who you should talk to." And you know, it's classic networks, classic the thing, and you know, she, and she she I think she had but it's briefly, specific to what you wanted to do as well because you're working at the Natural History Museum. Yeah, 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 and exactly. Um, that's interesting. And it was, it was so it was someone who had similar scientific background and mm. things like that, which given that I want to work in something, that, uh, a scientific background for science documentary is obviously a huge advantage. Yeah. Uh, my degree was, sort of, you know, biology. Yeah. And um, I was going to say, do you have to go to university to get a job like this necessarily? You I don't you have did. to. Uh, it, it depends how specialist you want to right. be. Um, like, so a lot of documentaries. So if you look at something like... Um, uh, Okay, as an example, you know, the popular example at the moment is Free Solo, for example. Yeah, awesome. um, everybody's watched that. Yeah. If you haven't, you need to watch it. <laughs> it is it really is awesome. good. It's one of the most intense plane rides of my life was watching oh that God. thing. Um, I, was, I was watching it through my fingers like that. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. <laughs> but um, to, to research for that, it's not that complicated. Yeah. You basically, you don't need that, you know, you don't need to be, having climbed before would probably be useful. But otherwise, it, it's not that crazy. You know, yeah. you just have to go, you just talk to climbers and collate what they say. Totally. And they go, oh, yeah, El, El Capitan, that's a really big mountain. Or like Cliff Face or, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, that's difficult. Nobody's done that. You, know, you can find things yeah. out quite easily. Because it's, and not, not to be sort of belittling in any such, but it's not a, it's not that complex a subject matter. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, whereas some things, if you go into sort of, but whereas, like, science documentary um, is harder. You know, you've, uh, the one I'm working on at the moment is on astrobiology, which means you need, like, a working knowledge of, like, biology and natural natural selection, but then also, you know, sort of astrophysics because we're sort of dealing with that. So, you know, you don't wow. need to be, like, a rocket scientist, but you need to kind of, like, get hmm. more or less how how it works. You know, but the fact you're all really interested in it too helps. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Massively. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, so who would you say a role like this is perfect for? Uh, I think if you're the kind of person who absolutely... I love learning new things. I love learning new things all the time, and I love playing with those new things I've learned. It's not mm. just like accumulating kind of pop facts. Yeah, It's kind of going, okay... Actually doing something with Yeah, them. exactly. It's going, oh, I've, did you know about that? And actually, I've realised that that connects with that, and then suddenly when you you know enough things in the right or you collect enough little little nuggets of information in the right ballpark and yeah. suddenly they all connect the dots and you go hang on all of these things are linked and i think we've got a story here mm. or 
actually, that's so interesting. We can use all of that information to suddenly pull something together. I mean, I, I don't know. One of the stories we're doing at the moment is on so an octopus. So there's, there's a really good, well, it was an all right book on octopus intelligence. Okay, the and pretty much the whole upshot of the book. Would I be able to able to understand it because they are super smart? Aren't they? <laughs> they are pretty smart. <laughs> and the thing the thing that's interesting is they've been smart for a long time. Like, um, so octopus and humans, everything in life has a shared common ancestor, right? Yeah. So, like, for you and me, if, you know, chances are we're from the same, you know, geographically we're probably from the same area of Europe if we go back far, you know, far enough. We're probably only related, like, what, 20, 30, 40 generations back, 50, maybe? Mm. Like, you you know, there's a grandmother somewhere back there that we share, probably. But for some things, you've got to go back a whole lot further. I mean, somewhere back there, you know, humans share an ancestor with plants. Um, but, you know, we also share an ancestor with octopus. Um, but that was 300 million years ago. Hmm. So given that we're 300 million years of, like, separation away from an octopus, and the thing that we bo- both start were at the time was kind of a small, squishy worm type thing that I think, I think it just about had eyes, but they weren't good eyes. They were kind of like little dots. Anyway, the point of all of this is that we've both kind of gone our separate ways and both of us have ended up with A, the same type of eye, and B, being intelligent, but in very different ways. An octopus isn't as, isn't as intelligent as a human, but it's still pretty smart. Hmm. And, you know, one of the... The idea is that because it's so different from human intelligence, it, you know, we may as well treat it as if it was an alien because it's the closest thing to an alien that we could come across right now. Something that's come from a whole different wow. evolutionary background. Like, that's, it's so different. To, whereas, like, a chimpanzee, you know, it's only, it's like our cousin. It's yeah. only, like, a few steps removed. Mm. Um, and I, I happen to... And so in terms of you know, the thing about nuggets, though, I've always loved octopus, and <laughs> I happen to have been listening to a podcast where they mentioned, A, this book, and mentioned this idea... And, you know, I'd just sort of gone, oh, that's really interesting. And I'd accumulated it and added it to my little collection of octopus yeah. uh, sort of bits and bobs. And then we get to this show and they're going, we're really looking at the idea of, you know, what an alien intelligence could be like. And I go, right, I've got the perfect thing. Yeah. Because suddenly that like that learning, that constant learning, that sort of um, cool. squirreling away, away little things becomes really damn useful. Great. Because it's, it's there. Amazing. So, yeah. Okay. So... What can somebody do to get a job like you've got now? What would you, what would you say your best advice for them is? I'd say the, the the two things. I mean, I'm obviously looking at it from the way that sort of worked for me, but it's pretty much a combination of have a crack at it yourself as much as possible. Learn as much as you can in your own time because chances are, Getting a job like this straight out of university with no, uh, without meaning to, you won't fall into a job like this. Yeah, it's it just it's not really the way it works. You have to have you have to have kind of planned for it, or it's you know. I'd say firstly go out and have a crack at it in your own time. So maybe at university join a film club, or like join you know if there's if there's people making films or mm-hmm. something like that. Excellent. If not, I mean, say you're in a sports club, make a video about them. Yeah. 
like just you know it's it's good practice you can make a video on on you know you can shoot on your phone phones shoot really nicely yeah um it's pretty simple uh and it teaches you know it teaches you just the basics of like what works what doesn't because you have to watch back your footage and go my god i'm an idiot why did i film like that that's so bad and then you do it better next time and you get yeah. better and better and better cool. and you start figuring it out and the other thing is just talk to people yeah like the more people you say i mean you know, the more people you go, oh, I'm kind of looking at going into TV. Someone, someone you know, knows someone that would be helpful to you. Yeah. Like guaranteed. There's just someone out there who goes, oh, actually, yeah, my um, my cousin's mate did that. I'll see if um, do you want to go? Have, you can have a coffee with them or have a chat or something like that. Yeah. And suddenly that's it. Like it's enough that they go, even if they 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 might not be able to give you a job, but they can point you in the right direction yeah. and give you more information. You just Definitely. keep building, keep building. That's keep such building. good advice. Such sound advice. Um, okay, so Justin, can you give us a short summary of mm. the company that you work for and the jobs within that company? Mm. Just in short. So th- the company I work for is Wall to Wall. Yeah. Um, uh, the way it works, basically, TV production companies get commissioned by like a channel or a broadcaster mm-hmm. um, to uh, they make a show. So let's say Wall to Wall go oh, we've got an idea for a show. They'll pitch it to 10 different channels. And one of those channels will go, yeah, okay, we like that. Here's the money, go make it. Yep. Um, so, you know, wall to wall, for example, they make sort of, you know, who do you think you are? Oh. Um, for, is it BBC? I think it's BBC. Yeah. I never remember. Or Dave. Yeah, it's one of them. Who knows? It's the same. <laughs> I never remember. <laughs> um, but they'll make that because they have the idea. They pitch it to the BBC, the BBC like it, the BBC pay for it. <laughs> And then the BBC broadcast it. Great. Um, and within that, you know, there are like permanent jobs in development, which is like coming up with new ideas. So you, you're coming up with the next, who do you think you are? Um, or whatever it happens to be. Um, or there's, you know, what I do, which is a bit more freelance. You kind of, um, you come in for a project, you work on it. And then when it's done, that's it. You'll yeah. go home and find a different one. Mm. Um and yeah, I mean, so there's that whole range I mentioned earlier, you know, all the way from sort of researcher, director, you can go up to series producer, executive producer, the whole the whole shebang. You can be a runner too, can't you? That's like yeah, very yeah, runner, runner. So runners the runner is the kind of entry level one. I mean, in documentary because the budgets aren't that big, um, we tend not to have that many runners. So a lot of that can get lumped in with like yeah. you know the researcher or some of the production side of things because essentially it's cheaper yeah um but a lot of sort of drama and films and things do have much more you know more in the way of runners which is great because it means that people can get they can get on set and actually figure out you know what the camera is supposed to look like and and you can watch and observe and learn how to how it's done i guess wicked which is cool that's cool so split into two editorial and production there's loads of different roles there's runners yeah Assistant producers, producers, senior producers and directors all coming in together to make amazing documentaries. Yeah. And in loads of different sectors too, which is really interesting. Yeah. Oh, um, it's worth noting, sorry, I just forgot. Um there is post production as well. Okay. So they do once you've done all of this. Off, yeah, yeah, pretty much. So yeah. you'll once you've done all of this, you'll hand it over to your editor. Mm. Um and you know, then they'll put it through like so that you'll have one editor who does sort of who puts it all together as like a story. You'll have another editor who like does all the color grading because and just makes it like look 
sort of cinematic and pretty. You'll yep. have like the dubbing people, you have the sound people, you have, you know, it's, uh, wow. it just goes into this sort of of endless world of going through a million different people. <clears throat> uh, but otherwise, yeah, that sums it up pretty well. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into that. That was George Verdon from Wall to Wall, uh, an assistant producer there, uh, talking about nature documentaries and stuff. If you enjoy what you like, etc., please like, share, subscribe, and pass it on to your friends who might be in limbo and want to find out a little bit more about production and how to get into it. There'll be some links, uh, etc., in the description to help you out. Uh, if you want to get in touch, it, my email is sam at beginningdiscover.com and hope to hear from you soon. Thanks again. Mm-hmm.